Welcome to the One Year Daily Chronological Bible Studies Podcast. This is Rodney Harrier, your host. If you are looking for a fresh and easy approach to read through God's Word and understand it, you have come to the right place. By following these chronological Bible studies, you will understand how the events, characters, and writings fit together in their proper sequence. What you learn can change your life forever. For today's Bible study is Overzealous Ambitions. Today's Bible reading, Genesis 25, verses 27 through 34, chapter 27, verses 1 through 46, chapter 28, 1 through 9, Genesis 36, and 1 Chronicles 1, verses 35 through 54. Most people have played the game of basketball or seen it played. Some players run all over the court trying to get the ball into their hands, yelling to their teammates, Give me the ball! Give me the ball! More mature players have learned the principle, Let the ball come to you. How does a shoot-first player relate to this Bible study and our lives? The characters in today's Bible reading have overzealous ambitions. Believe it or not, some of this begins before birth. Perhaps we can relate to this me-first attitude. Isaac's wife, Rebecca, bears twins. After trying and waiting 20 years, Isaac's wife, Rebecca, becomes pregnant with twin boys. Before they are born, they jostle each other in the womb. They are already fighting. Rebecca doesn't understand this, so she asks the Lord about it. The Lord said to her, Two nations are in your womb, and two peoples from within you will be separated, one people stronger than the other, and the older will serve the younger. Genesis 25, verse 23. Esau is the firstborn. His name means red and hairy, for that is his appearance. After Esau, Jacob is born with his hand on Esau's heel, so they name him Supplanter. Predictably and figuratively, Jacob will later grab Esau's heel and trip him up so he can stand in Esau's place with the blessings of a firstborn son. Jacob's Deception Esau's red and hairy skin portrays his wild nature. He grows up to live a rugged outdoor lifestyle and becomes a skillful hunter. Meanwhile, Jacob is smooth-skinned and grows up to be a quiet man, preferring to be indoors working in and around the tents. After the boys grow into young men, Jacob pulls a trick to steal Esau's birthright, the firstborn's right to his father's blessing. One day, as Jacob is working in his family's tent and making stew, Esau comes in from the field, famished. Jacob makes a bargain with Esau to trade stew for his brother's birthright. In his weakness... Esau gives in and makes the bargain. Genesis 25, verses 27 through 34. Have we ever sought to claim what we believe is rightfully ours? Have we been deceitful and conniving to get it? Selfishness and dishonest practices give people cause to despise and hate us. We care only for ourselves. If something in life is meant to be ours, we should have faith in God to provide it. 
we should let the ball come to us. The opportunity for deception. Finally, as her father gets very old, it's time for them to receive their inheritances. Jacob and Esau probably know of God's promises given to Abraham for land, seed, and blessing. They also know their father has inherited these promises and the wealth that comes with them. They want these blessings for themselves. The firstborn handles the family's care when his father dies, so he gets a double portion of the inheritance. Both brothers are eager to have it. For an unexplained reason, God providentially chooses Jacob to receive the inheritance. Why? We don't know. Maybe it's because God knew Esau wouldn't respect his birthright. His hunger for food was more important to him. Esau made a choice of a bowl of stew over God's blessings. Esau fails the test. What is more valuable to us? God's blessings? Or other things like our comfort, career, or pleasure? Let's not sacrifice God's best for immediate or temporary gratification. Jacob steals Esau's blessing. Well-meaning friends and families members may try to help us get what we want. This happens in Jacob's case. Esau is the favorite of his father, but Jacob is the favorite of his mother. Because Rebekah is overzealous in having the best for her son Jacob, she helps disguise him so her husband will think Jacob is Esau and bless him. She provides goatskin for his arms and neck so he will feel and smell like his brother, for Esau is a hairy outdoorsman. Although Isaac can't see very well, he can feel and smell. Then she prepares some venison, her husband's favorite food. The Consequences of Deception The ploy works well, and both Jacob and his mother get what they want. However, there is a heavy price to pay for their deception. This trick of Jacob stealing the birthright blessing from Esau causes Esau to hate his brother so much he wants to kill him. For his protection and provision, Isaac sends Jacob back to the relatives in Haran with an excuse to find an acceptable wife. Jacob's sin separates him from his family and especially his beloved mother. Making things right. As in basketball, sometimes we try too hard to make things happen. The ball of opportunity will come to us if we play unselfishly, are open, and are in the right place and time. If we exercise patience, trust God, and not force His will, we can win and lose less often. In future lessons, we will also see this as true in Jacob's life. Have we caused hatred in our family? It's not easily removed. Why not humble ourselves before the ones we have offended and confess our sins? Why not give preference to them? Over time, they will probably forgive us if we prove to be genuinely repentant. Will Esau kill Jacob or forgive him? Stay tuned for our next lesson. God's grace to Esau. Finally, although Jacob tricked Esau when he foolishly forfeited his birthright, the Lord was gracious. Esau's family, flocks, and herds multiply many times. 
God's promise to bless all nations through Abraham's sons is coming to pass, even though Esau is not the chosen heir. This gives us hope. God may yet offer grace to us when we mess up. Here's some takeaway lessons. Let the ball come to you. Don't force opportunities to happen. The ball of opportunity will come if you play unselfishly, are open, and are in the right place and time. But you should play with patience, waiting on God's blessings. Learn not to sacrifice God's best for immediate or temporary gratification. The most important thing to seek is your relationship with the Lord. Do you have the forgiveness, peace, and spiritual life God offers? Are you on His team? Are you following His instructions to win? Don't play favorites. It destroys unity, whether on the court, in the office, or in the family. There is a price for deception. It breeds mistrust and hatred. If you are truly repentant of this behavior, you may again gain favor with the other person. God's grace is available for those who mess up. Focus first. Galatians 4.18a It is fine to be zealous, provided the purpose is good. Join me for a prayer response to today's Bible study. Dear Father in heaven, you are kind and good, the best coach we could ever have. You keep your promises and help us win. We don't have to force the issue. May we lead others to be on your team, coming onto your court, your kingdom. You are wise, and you can help us win. Please accomplish your will in our lives and help us be obedient. Forgive us for the times we act on our own with our own agenda. Help us follow you, our coach. Help us forgive others who act against us. As our daily bread, please meet our needs and lead us away from the temptation to rely on our own strength and wisdom. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Looking ahead, Jacob would pay a high price for his deception. What goes around comes around. Let's learn from his mistakes. Let's not lead a Ferris wheel life. Join us for our next lesson. A written version of today's Bible study can be found at our website, www.chronologicalbiblestudies.com. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so you can receive the episodes as soon as they are available. Thank you for joining us. Remember, go with God and He goes with you. <laughs>